Ashley and I are inviting you into our conversation today. You are the third person at the table, okay? And to give you a little background on us, I am a mom. Um, Randy and I have two grown children, um, 24 and 28, and we are at the stage of learning how to be adults together. <laughs> and I have not found a parenting book about that. Anybody else in that stage? It's interesting, isn't it? So that's kind of where, where we are. Ashley, what about you? So my husband and I, Cody, we have um, one kid. She's a three-year-old. Her name is Akira. Some of you probably have met her or seen her around. She's a hoot. Love her to death. But let me tell you, <laughs> three-nager is a legit term. She is three years old but acts like a teenager. Love her, but it's not, it's not terrible twos. It's terrifying threes because they can talk back with sass. <laughs> so we are just learning how to navigate and be the best parents we can be each day. Yeah, I think the sass the comes sass. through in the picture. It does. Yeah, especially with the stiletto. But yes. <laughs> so, I mean, this, that's us. That's us sitting here. I know that y'all just, like, we have a spectrum of moms out there. You're in all different stages. Um, but this is us. This is where we are, so you know. And you notice we're, we're sitting here with these flowers, and we have the flower bar in the lobby, and I saw a bunch of you carrying in your flowers. If you did not, ladies, all the ladies in here, sorry guys, this is not for you, okay? All I, if you didn't get a chance to make yourself a bouquet, please do that on your way out. And I think if we have extra, would y'all do something for me? Would you just make a bouquet? and take it to somebody today, go surprise everybody. Let's make all those flowers go out today to somebody because it's going to make a difference. So do that. But flowers are kind of our thing today, which makes sense because Mother's Day is the number two top-selling holiday for flowers right behind Valentine's Day. Hmm? Did you know that? I did not know that. So when you did tell me that, I decided to do my own research and I found that 74% of people this year will buy their mom uh, some kind of plant or flower for Mother's Day. Right. And then in addition, it's estimated that $3.2 million will be spent on some kind of plant or flower for moms this year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, anybody? Did you buy flowers? He's like, no, I picked them in the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> I sent flowers to my bonus mom also. Linda, if you're watching... Happy Mother's Day. I'll call you later. Um, so a lot of our recent conversations, Ashley and I, have been centered around flowers, which is funny because neither of us are, are just flower people. We're just not. We're just not flower people. Uh, my parents, my grandparents, my in-laws, my brother, everybody around me, gardeners. I have Lego flowers. For real. Yeah. I have zero flowers, so <laughs> I can't keep them alive. Um, I either overwater them, I forget about them, some weather catastrophe happens and they get destroyed. I had a client give me a cactus once for a gift to have in my office, and I ended up killing it. I could not keep that sucker alive. I was just amazed because it's a plant that is low maintenance, doesn't really need water, it lives in the desert, and I still killed it. So 
I'm not a flower or a plant person. But you know what? Props to you for killing something indestructible. I feel <laughs> like that's, that's kind of a power move there. But so it, I mean, it makes perfect sense, perfect sense for the two women who know nothing about flowers to teach a message centered around flowers, doesn't it? Yeah, but let me tell you something. If you start with zero, you can learn a lot. So that's where we started. So through this whole uh, process of preparing for today, we had so many teachable moments um, about mothering and about motherhood for ourselves. And that's just what we want to share with you today. Okay? So that's what we're going to do. And so we want to start at the beginning. The flower bar. Okay. I had zero experience ordering bulk wholesale flowers. Is that something that you have ever had to do? No. I don't do flowers. I don't do them. Um, even for my wedding, you know how most brides will order a ton of bouquet or flowers to you know, have their bouquets for them and their bridesmaids. I did not do that because I knew that I probably wouldn't have been able to keep it alive by the time the wedding day happened. So we used fake flowers, made my bouquet, made all the bridesmaids bouquets. I still have my bouquet somewhere in the basement in a box. Smart. Still Smart. here with me. All right. So, but we wanted to do like fresh cut flowers. There's just a lot of math, okay? <laughs> and a lot of guesswork, like how many blooms on a stem, and just, it's just a lot of things that I didn't expect. And then there was the process of handling the flowers when they got here. First, you have no control of when they come, okay? You get an anticipated delivery date, but it's kind of like a due date with a baby. You circle it on your calendar, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> You do not know. Like, did Akira come on time? No. So she's my first child, well, my only child. But, you know, they always say your first child's going to go longer. That 40 weeks is going to hit. You might go a little longer. Akira did not. She came three weeks early. So the night before, we had Chick-fil-A because I was even joking. I had a picture <laughs> that being 37 weeks pregnant was fun because you had your own personal tabletop at all times. <laughs> and then at 2 a.m. that morning, she decided she wanted to enter the world. And my water broke, and it's the middle of the night. I go downstairs, you know, I go to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. So I get up, and I run up the steps. So I'm hollering to Cody, and Cody's a really hard sleeper. Like, he takes a lot to get up. So I'm screaming, Cody, Cody, get up. We got to go. He's like, what? I'm like, my water broke. We need to go to the hospital. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, oh, my gosh, yeah, this is a big, elaborate joke that I planned <laughs> in the middle of the night. So, no, get up. This is really happening. So he had to gather everything, the bags, anything we had, you know, ready for the baby. The car seat wasn't ready. So, and I couldn't go anywhere because I, my water, you know, so I had to sit and wait till he was done and off, uh, when he was finally done, 2 a.m., here we come, driving in the middle of the night to, yeah, to go deliver this baby. No control. No control. No control. Um, our first baby came early, came two weeks early, and <laughs> I, I started having contractions and Randy said, I think we should go to the hospital. I said, no, no, it's way too early. It's too early. And I got him because, because like you said. You know, the first one takes forever. And, and so more contractions. I think we should go to the hospital. No, no, we're not. Because it's two weeks from now. It's not now. We're not going to the hospital. More contractions. He's like, Shelly, we really need to go. And I said, 
You guys, I'm not proud of this. I literally stomped my feet and I said, I am not emotionally prepared to have this baby. And then my water broke. <laughs> and I'm not making it up. I wish I were. And Randy's like, get your bag. We're going to the hospital. <laughs> I'm like, but we just like, there's no, you know, there's no control, which should be like a red flag. And um, so our flowers, our flowers, what's to say, they came a little earlier than we thought. I mean, I was ready, but I wasn't ready, ready. I wasn't as prepared as I wanted to be. So I was like rushing around trying to wash Home Depot buckets and figure out if I had enough Home Depot buckets because how many Home Depot buckets do you need to hold 1,500 stems? Do you know? No, and I would have guessed about seven. You would have guessed That's seven? That's what I would have guessed, yeah. I guessed six. The answer is 14. <laughs> 14 Home Depot buckets. And so I'm like traveling around and the men's group, they were all set to come and prep all the flowers for us that evening, but here they were in the morning, and so I had to get them in water, and I am texting, and I am emailing, and I am calling, and I'm like, hey, guys, can you come? Can you come? Can you come? Big shout out to the men's group for stepping up. Yes. I'm telling you, they were like, I'm on my way. And, and they were here, and then they babysat them all weekend, and they recut them, and they put more water in them. They just, they took such good care of your flowers. They were so loved. But I, I got to show you this picture of Steve, okay? Now, I, he's here today. Thank you, Steve. I did ask, well, no, I didn't ask. I told him I was going to put this up here. I didn't put that flower behind his ear. He did that. But Steve was the first guy here. So he had the best learning experience of all of them. That's a positive way of saying that he had to figure everything out. <laughs> okay? So um, there's a fun fact that Steve and I both learned together. Did you know that international flower farms don't ship flower food with their orders due to agricultural regulations? Did you know that? No, because I didn't know well, there's flower food. <laughs> I just thought it was water and you were done. Um, That's and, why you killed me. So I just wonder what type of regulations are there actually that you cannot ship flower food? No idea. No idea, but it is a true, a true fact. And it turns out our flowers came from Ecuador and Colombia. Fancy. Mm -hmm. We thought they were coming from Boise, Idaho. <laughs> Also true story. So, exotic, exciting, but no flower food. And turns out, another fun fact, you can't really buy the florist flower food quickly on the spur of the moment. So your best bet is to make your own. So, here are the ingredients for the quickest, easiest DIY flower food found on Google. Lemon lime soda, water, and a tiny bit of bleach. I kid you not. Yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed because I use water and it kills them, but there's bleach in it and that's supposed to help know. them. I, I don't get it. I tell you, but that is what we did and um, Steve's like, are you sure? I'm like, not really, but he jumped in and he starts mixing up the flower food like a mad scientist and we were trying to figure out the ratios 
of flour food to water for 14 Home Depot buckets. And because who knows that? Nobody knows that. And at one point, I'm telling you, he stopped and he looked at me and he said, wait, you're just winging this, aren't you? <laughs> to which I replied, yes, I am absolutely winging this. I mean, I had planned as much as I could, but none of it went as planned, and that's when it hit me. Oh, well, is that just motherhood or what? <laughs> Am I right? Absolutely. All of motherhood, parenthood, it's all about winging it. Mm. No matter how many books you read, they will not prepare you for what is to come. <laughs> so I'm telling you, we were trying to obviously prepare for a care to come, and we were doing our baby registry at Bye Bye Baby. If you've ever been there, it's just, it's a huge store, Nothing but baby stuff. Nothing but baby stuff. So first-time parents, we walk into the store. We're trying to, you know, do the registry thing. And we come past the strollers. And they have all these strollers lined up. They all look the same. They're all black <laughs> with wheels and handles. And, but all of them are different somehow. So I'm like, well, no, we're not going to choose that right now. We're going to have to go find something else because I don't even know where to start. So we move on. And we get to this aisle with all the bathtubs and toilets, you know. And it's from floor to ceiling, full of just bathtubs. And I just was like, oh my gosh. And I'm looking and I look at Cody and I'm like, how are we supposed to keep this child alive if I can't even pick a bathtub out? I, I can't. So we had to move on from that. And I think we looked at pacifiers and bottles, but there's like 50,000 options for each of those things. We ended up leaving and I had to do it online. I couldn't do it in store because I was so overwhelmed. And yeah, it's again, just I, you're trying to prepare, but I didn't know what to do, so. No idea. I, I remember taking our first baby home. I, I was sitting, we were in the hospital elevator, and I was sitting in the wheelchair, you know, so they make you do that. And I'm holding the baby, and I looked up at Randy, and I said, I cannot believe they are letting us take this baby home. We don't know anything. We have no idea what we're doing. And we didn't. And we don't. 28 years later, we are still figuring it out. I, I hate, I'm sorry. That's not holding out yeah. much hope for you. But for it is the truth. It is the truth. <laughs> We're still figuring it out. And there's a verse that I wish I had committed to memory. Like early on in motherhood. It's in Psalms. It says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall. For the Lord holds them by the hand. Listen, motherhood is messy and it's unpredictable. 100% guarantee you will stumble many, many times. But to have a God with you through every moment, I mean, every moment, every, every diaper, every lost night of sleep, every bad report card, every giggle, every smile, every hug, every I love you, Mom, to have a God holding your hand and experiencing every moment with you. That's, that's incredible. It is incredible. It really is. Um, 
we, I can look, there's a moment, there's a story I have, and there's a moment I can look back on, and I can see how God had his hand over us, but at the time, I was just so stressed. So I was one of those crazy moms who just believed that I was only going to feed my daughter breast milk, no formula. Big no-no. Just a best baby is a fed baby. That's what I learned the hard way, okay? So um, we were in the hospital. I'm learning to breastfeed, trying to get the hang of it. Um, Akira wasn't latching well, so we ended up having, having to feed her through like a syringe. And it was only like six milliliters, like it was a really tiny one, but she's, she's a newborn baby, doesn't, doesn't eat a lot of food. Well, they didn't like tell us when we got home to up her food feeding, like her dosage, right? So we just kept feeding her that same amount for like the first day. Aww. Well, what happened was she, was she lost too much weight. So when we went to do that first checkup, the doctor said, well, she's a little below the weight we'd like her at. And she also had jaundice really bad. And I learned later that if you give a baby formula, it washes out the jaundice quicker than breast milk does. But me being me, I was like, nope, no formula, just breast milk. So we had to go to Cincinnati Children's. This is on day two of being home with the cure for the first time. Day two, had to go back to the hospital, stay another two to three nights, where I was up every two to three hours trying to, you know, pump, breastfeed, you know, help her gain weight. She had to stay under those lights, like the fluorescent lights, like a tanning bed, you know, for several days. Um, it was just a really hard experience, and it was tough. And I look back now, and I can see how God had his hand over us because we were new parents, and we were just trying to navigate this, and we just were not prepared for that type of situation. It was no, a lot. Yeah. Motherhood is hard. I mean, it's hard from the get-go. It's great. It's, it's, it's a great thing, but it's, it's challenging um, enough as it is. I cannot imagine doing it without God's blessing and help over it because that seems absolutely impossible. So, um, so we were, like, kind of thinking about that, about how, how unpredictable it is and how you just really can't control what's happening. And then... When we, when we decided to specifically order daisies for everyone, I was kind of curious, because I'm a nerd, you know this about me, and I, I thought, well, I kind of want to learn more about that flower. And uh, Ashley and I have already clearly established that we are not gardeners and we know nothing, but we do have YouTube. And so we found this video um, of this woman teaching us how to deadhead daisies. <laughs> which sounded like a terrible thing to me, but actually it isn't. And I just kind of want to show you a little bit of it. Hi, so I'm sitting next to the daisies and you can see that some of them are blooming, but some clearly are spent and they need to be deadheaded. So there is a specific way that you can deadhead them. You could just shear them like other perennials, but of course I like to cut them one by one because that way it gives them more chance to have flowers that I would otherwise cut off if I shared them. Good example. This is spent and here's a one that's blooming. And if you follow them both down, you see that they're coming from the same stem. Right here. I just want to get rid of the one that's spent. So I'd say right here is a good spot. And that leaves these two to grow. Here's one that's spent. And if I follow the stem, you can see there's a little bud right there. That is a little flower bud. So I want to cut just above it. 
That way all the energy goes to that bud instead of making seeds. I'm done. I know they're not perfect, but I like them just the way they are. Hmm. So in the business, we would say, that'll preach, okay? Listen, that, that video was 13 minutes long, and I watched the whole thing mesmerized. I think it's like her voice is so, like, it's like ASMR gardening. But I was watching this whole thing, and I, and I just, hell, it just blew my mind because I just thought you just lopped off the old dead flowers because they're ugly. I didn't know, like, there's a whole, this whole thing going on underneath there. And so I, I sent it to Ashley randomly out of the blue, and I was like, hey, what, do you, what does this make you think of? So, yeah, so I watched that video, thought, same thing, mm -hmm. ugly ones, pull them, even mow them down. I don't know. <laughs> mow but them down. as I watched the video, I definitely remember times, like, I have felt just like a deadhead, just exhausted, tired, beaten, just spent. There's times where I need moments alone. There's times where I even question if I'm a good mom. Um, then I just immediately started to remember, you know, God prunes us. He's able to go down to that stem and pull back that bad part and cut it off to help us grow. Yeah. Make room for growth. And we have to, keep, I mean, we have to keep growing because motherhood changes you. It changes you. I hate to tell you this, but you will not be the same woman you were when you started. You can't be. You just can't. My mom, um, she gave me some really good advice when my kids were younger. And this is going to be hard for you to believe, but I really struggled being the disciplinarian. You, the, like, hey, don't do that. Like, I struggled with that because I'm, I'm a real big kid, and I like to have fun, and I want everybody to get along, and, you know, that is just not the best parenting. It's just not the best parenting. And plus, we were parenting kiddos with special needs. And so my kids needed me to be much more than a playmate. And I, I did not know if I had it in me. And my mom knew that this was really hard. And so she said, Shelly, be the mom you need to be now so you can be the mom you want to be later and man it stuck with me she made me this little magnet <laughs> and i've had it for 28 years i've had this magnet and i cannot tell you how many times i looked at that <sighs> took a deep breath and said okay I got to keep going. I have to change. I have to be different. Um, motherhood has been a huge learning curve for me. Always has been. Still is. But I, I don't know. I kind of have a feeling that it might be that way for all of us. Yeah. It's like God is constantly tracing down that stem, getting to that where that new bud is, and snipping off the spent part. Um, he's taking that energy that we are wasting and he's diverting it to something to make us new. And we might think that that is just ugly and embarrassing and it's frustrating, but he's taking that to make something beautiful. Uh, the psalmist, or Paul wrote, sorry, and the Lord, who is the spirit, 
makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. So we are constantly being changed. I love thinking about that. I love thinking about God tracing that and just clearing, just clearing out the junk. Because boy, I, I just bring a lot of junk to stuff. And I'm, I'm so glad that he does that. So I love thinking about that. And um, I was surprised to find that from a Daisy video. Uh, but then, I, and then another thing that I noticed, kind of the last thing I want to talk about, flowers, they don't typically grow by themselves. I mean, you don't look in a meadow or a garden and see just like one flower just growing all by itself. I mean, that, I don't, that would be weird, right? Flowers usually grow alongside other flowers and all kinds, lots of different kinds of flowers can grow together. And in fact, I think it's prettier, even though I'm not a flower person, don't know anything about it, I think it's prettier when they're all different colors, all different kinds that are growing together. And I know that we're talking about motherhood today, but I gotta tell you, um, family isn't just who shares your home, your DNA, or your last name. You know that. Family is, I don't know, is people who also share your faith. Um, right now, there is a huge need for spiritual mothers and fathers. I was preparing for this message, and I read in a devotional a couple of weeks ago. Man, this stuck with me, and I thought, I got I to gotta bring it to you today. We're talking about mothering Mothering is not just about bearing a child. It can be that, but it is not just that. You mother through loving whom God brings your way. And I, I've had so many strong, loving, spiritual moms speaking in my life through the years like, teachers and youth group leaders and camp counselors and mentors and bosses and just women who took time to listen and, and talk to help me, to pray for me. I can think of Mrs. Green, my first grade Sunday school teacher, Mrs. Parker, my high school Sunday school teacher, Judy Parsons, Martha Gallagher. I could just write you a list of spiritual moms that made a huge difference to me. And it doesn't take much to make difference like you you spiritual mom a lot of kids yeah I think you'd be surprised how many younger kids just want somebody to look up to so I'm a therapist I work at an elementary school and when I walk into the classroom sometimes teachers teaching the kids will be like oh hi Miss Ashley hi Miss <laughs> Ashley and they don't even I'm not even their therapist like I'm just you know they just constantly see me um, I'm surprised how they see me in the hallways and they go out of their way to just wave or get my attention. There are some of them who even come to my office at the end of the day and just want to hug before they go out to the buses. So I just think that's so adorable. I don't know why they do it, but they do and I love it. Mm -hmm. um, but even at my age, I love talking to women who are older than me. I think that they just have so much wisdom and so much experience that I don't have. And I just, I just love learning from them. So I hope that nobody thinks that I think that I'm too cool. I don't <laughs> want to talk to you. I do. I, I love learning from you. So, you know, please don't ever, don't ever assume that somebody younger than you just doesn't want to get to know you. 
I love that you said that because, to be honest, like when I see Ashley's picture with her family that looks like an album cover, like I, I think, why would she want to talk to me? I mean, I'm just like, I'm not cool. I've never been, you know? But we have had so much fun doing this together. Yeah, yeah. And I think how we make assumptions, um, but we need each other. We are growing alongside each other. And I don't, as we wrap up, I just kind of want everybody to just think real quick, like who has God brought your way? It might be somebody you're already being a spiritual mom to, or maybe there's somebody you're like, man, hmm. Because it doesn't matter how young or old you are. It doesn't matter if you're married, single, divorced, widowed, kids, no kids, grandkids. It doesn't matter. Someone needs you to be a spiritual mom. They need someone Someone needs you to encourage them, to pray for them, to listen to them, to check on them. Somebody needs you to do that. It all comes back to what we always say around here. Love God, love people, right? Listen, with all that said, we want you guys to know today that you are loved, you are being changed, and you are not alone. 